Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, coming to your homes live from Portland, Oregon. We are a people of worship, work, and prayer, ready to serve the Lord, ready to serve with the community, and ready to withstand the enemy. Thank you for choosing to worship with us today. It is our prayer that during our worship experience that your love for God will be intensified, your faith be stirred, your hands get to clapping, and your feet get to dancing. After this song of preparation, be prepared to join Pastor Kimberly K. Black and the Greater St. Stephen's Church family as we bless the Lord.
welcome you. Good morning, church family, and welcome. This is Palm Sunday, and what a day it is to be able to rejoice in the presence of the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. The Bible says to give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endureth unto all generations. We greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we say good morning to the church family. We want to honor the men and women of God that labor with us, um, our very own Pastor Sherelle Pennington, Elder Kathy Miniweather, Elder Dante Farmer, to our deacon, Deacon Ray Gwynn, and to our mothers and our deaconesses. What a joy, what an honor, and a privilege it is to be able to to worship the Lord with you on today. Uh, we are so excited. This is the first Sunday of April. Uh, this is the beginning of Holy Week, and we are just excited about what the Lord has in store for us. Uh, just a few quick announcements to let you know uh, what's happening this week on Thursday, Monday, Thursday. We will be having a foot washing celebration at the church at 7 o'clock p.m. promptly. We will start at 7. Uh, we will hear um, an ex, um, expository word on the meaning and the purpose of foot washing. That's Thursday, Monday, Thursday. Uh, then on uh, Friday afternoon, we will take desserts to our local fire stations. And then that's Good Friday. And then on Sunday morning at 1130, we will be in the house for our regular 1130 worship. And for those of you that just feel like you need a little more church, I want to invite you to go with me to Imago Day on next Sunday, Easter, at um, 6 o'clock p.m. for their Let's go to church, Easter celebration musical. This, I'm going to tell you now, this is a musical you don't want to miss. That's going to be this um, next Sunday at Imago Day. Um, they've got a lineup that's just, oh, unbelievable. And I'm trying to get to it so I can share that information with you so that you can uh, make plans to be in the house. That is at Imago Day Church, and they are located, let me find this address, they are located at 3130 Southeast 148th Avenue. That's Eastside Imago Day. Um, we, uh, some of our favorites, Alonzo Chatwick, Mother Lorraine Wilder, um, Brandy Alberti, um, Tam Hopkins, Derek McDuffie, Kingdom Sound, Pastor Richard Probasco, uh, the Dennis Sisters. Uh, I will be emceeing along with Minister Lamont Williams. And so, um, I just want you all to know we're looking forward to a high time in the Lord on next Sunday. Let's have some church Sunday, April the 9th at 6 p.m. at Eastside Imago Day. That's 3130 Southeast 148th Avenue. This is the beginning of Holy Week, and so, so much happened this week um, for us, the body of Christ, um, and, and we know that... Um, Jesus came riding in um, on a donkey. He was the king, the Messiah, but when he came in, he wasn't presented as the king or the Messiah. Uh, they were treating him as a criminal. Uh, he spent the next couple of days going to court. Uh, Thursday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, he was going to court back and forth between Pilate and Herod, and they found no fault in him, but still... The people wanted him to be crucified. Uh, Thursday is Monday, Thursday. That's the day he presented to his disciples the Last Supper. And then he um, told Judas, uh, and he, well, he told the group somebody was going to betray him. 
And then he told Peter, you're going to deny me. And then we find him betrayed. We find him um, beaten. Um, we find him being crucified on the cross, dying and uh, Sunday morning, rising from the dead. So this is a great week to celebrate. This is Palm Sunday. Uh, we're going to hear a few songs of worship, and then we're going to go right to the word. Thank you for joining us this morning. I haven't had much sleep. My baby girl, Lonnie, gave birth this morning to a seven-pound, five-ounce baby boy, and so I just left the hospital in time to join you all for worship because that's where my heart is, worship is what I do. So we're going to hear a couple of songs of worship and praise, and then we're going to jump right into the word. Uh, we're also going to partake of the Lord's Supper. So if you don't have communion, the cup and the cracker, get what you can. Get a piece of bread, get a piece of water, get some juice, um, whatever you can get. I said a piece of water, but you don't want a lot of water. So you need a little water, a little juice, a little bread, a little cracker. We're going to have communion. We're going to have us some church up in here today. Amen. All right. We're going to hear a couple of songs and then we'll be back. For those of you that have your Sunday school book, we'll be on page 350. For those of you that don't have a book, we will be coming from the book of Luke. That's where we were last Sunday. If you were with us on last Sunday, you know that we started this lesson on last Sunday talking about the Lord's Supper, looking at Luke chapter 22. We are going to continue um, that lesson today through um, where our author of our Sunday School book is taking us to. And the title of today's lesson, He, the Lord, has risen indeed. So please enjoy these songs of worship. Please, if they say clap, clap. If, if you know the word, sing along. Let's just praise the Lord today. Get that camera on him.
Pay your bills. Then he stepped in on time. 
and there's trouble in the atmosphere, when we pause to pray, the Holy Spirit comes to strengthen us. And this is what we find here. Jesus prayed and was strengthened. He was strengthened because the task that was before him was something that had never been done before. Nobody else had been crucified, buried, and and, and risen from the dead. Not only that, nobody else ever went to hell and, and, and took the keys from the devil. Nobody ever wrestled with the grave. Nobody ever wrestled with death and won. Jesus did. The Bible tells us he took the sting out of death and he took victory from the grave so that those that believe in him, when we die in Christ, we will rise just like he did. So Jesus was about to face something that was so terrible, horrible. So the lesson goes on to tell us that that Judas came and kissed him. They arrested him. And then um, Peter tried to hide out because he didn't want people to know that he was with them because he figured that, uh, you know what they say, birds of a feather flock together. If they see me and they know, know that I'm with him, then maybe they'll try to arrest me. Maybe they'll try to crucify me. And I don't want to die, saints of God. We got to die. We, our flesh has got to die daily that we may represent Christ in everything that we do and say. So here we, we go back into our lesson and we go to chapter 23. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be really quick because I'm going to take you to 24 in just a few moments. But there's some things in 23 that as I, I was studying this week, God just spoke some stuff to me about the power of prayer and how God moves in mysterious ways and wonders that people don't even expect for him to move in. So in chapter 23, um, we find uh, the, the pilot, who is the governor, and the people, they're, 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 they got a riot going on. They're, 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 they, they have... Um, a, a, a discord going on. They they saying, uh, give us Jesus, give us Jesus. They wanted to release Barabbas, Barabbas, who was a known criminal. My Bible says that Barabbas was in prison for starting an insurrection in Jerusalem against the government and for murder. He oh y'all, if oh <laughs> let me tell you what I saw. If Barabbas was in prison for starting an insurrection in Jerusalem. How come them folks that started an insurrection in Washington, D.C., January 6th, ain't been incarcerated, ain't been in prison? What's going on here? Now, y'all, I saw that. I saw that. So, so they wanted Barabbas. They said, give us Barabbas. Crucify Jesus. This is what the crowd was saying. And then Pilate was saying, well, I thought he was y'all king. I thought he was your Messiah. Nobody could, could give him an answer. So you know what Pilate did? Pilate, he went to Herod, King Herod. Now, this was, Herod was a king over a whole, he was over Jerusalem. And, and um, Pilate was over a ruler over a whole nother nation. Um, and what we see here is that these two religious leaders, they stopped to have a private meeting. And in their private meeting, they were saying, these people are gone crazy. These people are lost their mind. If we don't give them this man they call Jesus, then they're going to tear up our cities. They're going to tear up our stores. They're going to throw uh, bricks through our windows. They're going to burn up some stuff. They're going to set um, bus stops on fire. They're going to they gonna throw rocks in Nike and go in and loot, and they're going to steal from Nike, and they're going to steal um, from AT&T, and they're they just going to just do so much damage to the city. It's going to take us uh, years to rebuild what these lunatics uh, are destroying because of this one man, Jesus. So let me tell you, uh, verse 11 says, Herod and his soldiers began, began mocking and ridiculing Jesus. 
and they told they told they told the soldiers, give him back to Pilate. Verse 12 shows me something so amazing about God and about the power of prayer and how God can do anything. My Bible says that Herod and Pilate were enemies before this day, but they became friends fast. Ah, I don't know who's your enemy today, but I guarantee you if you lay it on the altar, if you give it to the Lord ah, in his time, y'all may become best friends. Y'all may become partners together to do something that will impact this whole entire world. So uh, they became friends and they, they agreed. Look, hey, just, 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 we don't find no fault in him, but, but to, to calm down the crowd, let's just give the people what they want. So they, they give him, they give Jesus to the crowd and the crowd, they, they just, they, 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 they were just beside themselves. Their plan was to crucify him. So Pilate sentenced Jesus to death. Now, this was after Jesus had been beaten already because the soldiers, hmm, oh, y'all, just like the police officers beat up George Floyd, just like the police officers beat up that man down there in Florida that was in the mental um, health institution, the police beat up Jesus. Y'all better hear me now. This, this, what, what has happened me now in the 21st century has already taken place in the Bible. That's why it's important, my brothers and sisters, that we study the Bible, that we read the Bible, that we get a good understanding of what the Word of God is telling us. Because when stuff starts happening in our city, in our state, and in our nation, we won't be so surprised. We won't be so caught off guard. So they beat Jesus. Uh, uh, the women that were there at the cross, they, they, they were... They, they were there to wailing and crying out for him. Um, and the Bible later mentions these women, um, and they become pillars. They, they, Mary Magdalene was, was known as a, as a prostitute, uh, and God healed her. The other Mary was there, and she was known to have been possessed with demons, and God healed her. We also find there Martha and Mary, who saw their brother Lazarus resurrected from the dead. And then we have Jesus' mother, Mary, is there, and then his other disciples, they are there too um, with him while all of this is going on. Jesus is being crucified on a cross. And on, on one side of him is, is uh, a, a, a criminal. And on the other side of him is a criminal. And in the midst of dying, in the midst of dying, Jesus takes out time to show love and compassion, the love of God, on one of the criminals. See, the other criminal was like, if you are the son of God, if you are the Messiah, if you are the king of the Jews, hey, save yourself. And in the process, save me. The other thief that was on the other side, he was like, shut your mouth, be quiet. Don't you see what's going on? This man really is who he professes to be. He is the Christ. He is the Savior. Jesus, Jesus then offers to this man a place in the kingdom. He offers this man a place in the kingdom. He says, this day you will be with me in paradise. Saints of God, I know that we go through trials and tribulations. We go through tests and storms. We go through hellish situations. But we should always stop and pump the brakes.
to share the love of God with somebody. We don't know who needs Jesus. We don't know where our help is going to come from. The other thing that I gleaned from this lesson is that Jesus had a forgiving spirit because he said, he prayed to God the Father, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Those people had spit on him. They had cussed him. They were gambling away his clothes. They had beat him. They had plucked hair from his beard. Uh, They put a crown of thorns on his head. But Jesus wasn't mad at them. He wanted God to forgive them. So later on that day, as Jesus had died, verse 44, a lot of preachers don't talk about this verse. A lot of times we don't hear this verse when they're talking about it. But chapter 23, verse 44, it says, it was noon. Darkness fell across the whole land, and it was dark for three hours. The light from the sun was gone, and suddenly the thick veil hanging in the temple split in two. Then Jesus shouted, Father, I commit my spirit to you. These were his last words. I'm just going to pause and ask a question. Do you know what your last words going to be? God has not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. I want to be singing hallelujah. I want to be singing, Lord, I love you. I I want my last words to say, I thank you, Jesus, because I made it through. We got to speak it into the atmosphere, saints of God. Speak those things that are not as though they were, so that when our last days come, the Lord say, I remember on April the 2nd, 2023, when you was praying to me, you said, Father, when it's time for me to cross over and, and, and bid this world farewell, I want to say hallelujah. I want to say thank you, Jesus. I want to say, Lord, I love you. And y'all, I'm crazy enough to believe that our God will put those words in our heart and they'll come out of our mouth. They'll come up. Even if we can't say a word, we'll be able to lift our hands. Hallelujah. So we got to speak it. We got to speak it. So let me jump down. Let me jump down because there's some good things here in chapter 24 because our lesson is entitled, The Lord Has Risen. And some important things happened the day after Jesus had risen. So we know that the women went to the tomb to try to dress the body, and the body was not there. And they ran. The women were the first to carry the gospel. I'm going to say that again. The women were the first to carry the gospel, and they ran and told the disciples, hey, y'all, he is not there. He has risen. And so the disciples, they had to run back because they didn't believe it. They had to go check and see for themselves. And the Bible tells us that Peter, he had to run all the way inside the tomb. Because he wanted to see for himself. And when he got inside of the tomb, there he found Jesus' grave clothes folded up nice and neat. Now, let me tell you something about some table etiquette. And I I enjoyed learning this lesson as, as a young child. And later on as a preacher, got a good understanding for folding the napkin at the dinner table. When you are at a restaurant and you're eating and you are not finished eating your food, but you want to step away or or you just want to take a break, you take the napkin and you just uh, drop it on the food. That lets the waiter or the waitress know you're not done eating and you're going to come back to your meal. But if you are done eating, oh, y'all going to get this, y'all going to get this. If you are done eating, then you are supposed to fold up the napkin and set
people. See, that's what Peter found uh, when he ran into the tomb, that empty tomb. He found Jesus' grave clothes folded up nice and neat, sitting there, giving a sign that it is finished. I am done with this borrowed tomb, and I'm done with these grave clothes. Y'all come see me on the other side. So let's pick up our lesson today. Our lesson introduces us to a, a man by the name of, uh, uh, let me find his name, Cleophas. Cleophas. The Bible says, verse 20, um, 13, chapter 24, it says that same day, this Sunday, because Jesus got up Sunday with all power in his hand. The, 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 the old preachers, the Baptist folks used to say he was early Sunday morning, but he got up early Sunday morning. Our Bible lesson tells us it was that same day. Two of Jesus' followers, now let me pause, this was not a part of the 12. These two followers were a part of the 70. Now, you do remember Jesus had 12 that he handpicked. And then he, as those 12 began to do the work of the ministry and, and spread the gospel, more came to join in on the, 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 the team. There was an evangelist team of about 70 other people. And these two men were a part of that 70. The Bible says that they were on their way to um, Emmaus. Emmaus was seven miles out of Jerusalem. Now, I'm sure they went to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover, and now they're on their way back home. And as they were on their way back home, the two men began to have a deep conversation. They were just dumbfounded by the event that had taken place over the weekend. I can only imagine them saying, did y'all see how they did Jesus? Did you see how they, how they beat him, how the flesh tore off of his body when they hit him with them spikes, when they threw them rocks at him? Did you see? They even spit on him. They didn't even call him by his name. They called him out. His name. So these two men were having this conversation, Cleophas and the other gentleman, and they were talking, and then all of a sudden, they get joined by another traveler. So the three of them began to walk toward Emmaus. And the third traveler, my Bible says in verse 19, it was Jesus. He began to ask them questions. What are you all talking about? Uh-huh. So they're walking along with Jesus, and they're telling Jesus about everything that Jesus had experienced them last two days. They said, you know, th this thing happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth. He was a prophet. He did incredible miracles. He was a mighty teacher. He was highly regarded by both God and man. But the chief rulers of Jerusalem and Rome, they, they, they found him guilty and condemned him to death, and they crucified him. These men continued to walk, and they continued to talk, and they continued to, to tell Jesus about what happened. Well, let me, let me tell you, so after they, after they crucified him on the cross, they buried him. They buried him in a tomb. And, and, and this, this morning, some of the, the women that are part of our group, they went back to the tomb to dress his body, and when they got there, he wasn't there. Verse 25, Jesus said, y'all is foolish. I, I, you, you find it so hard to believe that the prophets wrote in the scriptures? Wasn't it clear what they predicted, what the prophets told you about the Messiah, that he was going to come and be born of a woman? He was going to live. He was going to uh, die, and he was going to suffer a death, but he would get up and be glorious? Y'all don't believe the prophets? I want to ask you today, those of you that are listening to the sound of my voice, do you believe? Do you really believe? Not have this form, oh, I think Jesus is real, or I think God is real. Do you really believe? 
Do you believe that he saved you? Do you believe that he's uh, he risen from the dead? Do you believe that he has all power in his hand? Do you believe that he can heal your body of sickness and disease? Do you believe he can help you raise your children? Do you believe he can help you have more money than there is uh, uh, days in the month? Do you believe it today? Do you believe he can carry you through? Do you believe you was once young, now you old, and you've never seen the right? Do you believe it was Jesus? Do you believe his word today? His word said he would never leave us nor forsake us. So Jesus goes on, and he, he travels with these two men, and I'm just about done. He travels with these two men, and they get to Emmaus, and it's late. And so the two men say, hey, man, I don't, I don't know how far you got to go. I don't know how far you're traveling. But it's late. It's dark. And, and you know, with all, all the stuff that's going on, the police beat up Jesus and the people looting. They stealing from Fred Myers. They stealing from Safeway. They stealing from Sam's Club. They stealing. They just lay on lost their mind. You should just stay here. Stay with us. Leave in the morning. We're going to eat. And, and and you can eat with, with us. Come on in. So let me tell you what Jesus did. Jesus goes in the house with these. Now, Jesus is the guest, but he takes on the role as host. <laughs> Look at verse 10 in your Bible. I'm in Luke. I'm at chapter 24, verse 10. It says, they sat down and, and Jesus blessed the food, and then took a small loaf of bread, broke it, and was passing it around. It was then and only then did the men recognize who he was. Oh, saints of God, I got a question for you. You know I do. Will you recognize Jesus when he comes in your room? Will you recognize Jesus when he get in your car? Will you recognize Jesus when he shows up at the doctor's office? Will you recognize Jesus when he shows up in the courtroom? Will you recognize Jesus when you're having a pity party? Will you? Will you? Or will you be like these disciples? He's got to do something. He's got to say something. He's got to, he's got to show us his habits in order for us to recognize him. Saints of God, I want to encourage you today. Stay in your word. Stay prayed up. Psalms 34 says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continuously be in my mouth. I don't care what you're going through. I double dog dare you to give God the highest praise. Right now, you just need to shout hallelujah. You just need to shout thank you, Jesus. You just need to shout, Lord, I love you. Let the neighbors know that you are getting your praise on. And that you love the Lord today. So that's when they recognize Jesus. How long is it going to take you to recognize him? Songwriter says, he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I'm his own. And the joy I feel as we tarry there, nobody else could make us feel this way. Are you going to have to wait till he reveals his hand to you? Or are you going to have to be like Peter and Thomas, have to see the nails in his hands, the scars in his feet? Will you know him by his, his, his aroma? His voice is so sweet to trust in Jesus. It's so sweet to know that he is yours, and you are his. I pray that you've been blessed by the word on today. We're going to get ready to commune together. I hope you got your sacrament on this Palm Sunday. 
and you're ready to commune with me. We're going to give thanks for the bread. For the bread represents the body of Jesus Christ. When Jesus was with his disciples in the upper room, we're getting ready to partake of this same thing. But I want to pause and I want to follow the teachings of Paul in 1 Corinthians. Paul says that before we commune together, we must examine our own heart. Because if we have condemnation or, 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 or unforgiveness in our hearts and we commune of the Lord's Supper, we are bringing damnation to our own soul. So before you commune, I need us to stop and I need us to, to pray, Father, cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Create within me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Purge me with hyssop that I may be white as snow, because it's my heart's desire to love you, to trust you, and to believe. Father, we thank you for what you did for us on the cross. We thank you, Father, that you didn't stay there, but you went to the grave, and then you got up with all power in your hand. And it's that power that you have given unto us, that we may live right, walk right, talk right, and do right. So now, oh God, as we come to commune together, we ask that you have blessed the cracker, bless the bread that we are going to partake of, bless the cup that we're going to drink from. May it give us power. May it help us to know you like never before. May it help us to trust you like never before. May it help us depend upon you like never before. And as we commune, Father, let this bread and let this cup bring healing to our body. Now, take the, which represents the body of Christ. Take now and eat. In like manner, Jesus took the cup, he blessed the cup, and he gave the cup to his disciples. He said, take and drink all of it. He says, as often as you do this, you show forth that and appreciate what I did for you on the cross. Well, my brothers and sisters, be blessed this holy week. I hope and pray that something has been said to strengthen your love relationship with the Lord and to help your walk with the Lord be stronger. So spend more time in the word this week. Go back and read the story of Easter, the last, the Lord's Supper and the Garden of Gethsemane and his crucifixion and then him rising up. It starts at Luke 20. And it goes to Luke 24 Now let us receive our benediction May the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit Rest, rule, and abide with us Hence now and forevermore What I say unto one, I say unto all Watch, pray, and live holy every day Happy Palm Sunday and happy Holy Week
from the stain of sin And his blood cleanses me deep down within So if you ask me how I made it and how I've overcome for the blood. How many of you know about the blood today?
Praise the Lord. Somebody praise. Somebody, somebody, somebody praise the Father.